Hello, friends. Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast, where we uncover modalities, habits, and technologies that enable people, teams, and organizations to break the unhealthy trance of busyness and evolve into a calm, deliberate, and healthy way of accomplishing far more in less time. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Focus to Evolve podcast. You know what we do here? We talk about heart-led, brain-based productivity and effectiveness. And we're going to continue that journey today by talking about what we're going to title it as the full spectrum effectiveness lever. That's what we want you to choose. We want you to choose full spectrum options that you have in terms of awareness, the aperture of your awareness, the brain usage, energetics, movement, and all kinds of things. So <laughs> I know that's kind of strange. I, I, I can already almost hear people in their minds saying, what, what's this? This is interesting. Uh, give it to me straight, you tree-hugging hippie. <laughs> well, I'm going to. That's what we're going to do today. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right in here with this idea of choosing full spectrum effectiveness. I mean, we all have a gamut in front of us almost at every second. I mean, we are one choice away. One inch left, one inch right makes a difference. And so what I want to start with is something that we talk about a lot in our trainings, and that is about the subject of focus or your awareness or uh, consciousness being deliberately allocated to one thing or another. Now, regarding a spectrum of awareness, really the spectrum we're talking about here is focus versus unfocus. And those are two super important things. It's kind of like focus is your mind or your awareness being laser focused on something and cutting through it like a laser does. But then there's the other side of the spectrum where unfocus is actually equally as important depending on the scenario. So it's kind of like the aperture of your mind. Do you want it closed and narrow but cutting deep or do you want to open it up? Is it creativity time? Is it time to put the the certainties aside and let uh, you know, let the big mind have its way, but it's a much more ambient light versus a focused light. So as a person who identifies with someone who has really strong focus or someone who is highly distracted and not a very focused person, the question isn't which is better or worse. Uh, the question is, what's the situation? What's the scenario? And that's where the magic is. So it's respecting the full gamut, the full spectrum. And in your life, in your work and home, everywhere, uh, you, you should be open to, well, okay, what's the situation? How much of my full focus do I want to do? Or how much do I want to kind of just back off, ease up, and let unfocus have its turn? It really should be this undulation back and forth, especially in work. The body needs recovery. The brain needs recovery. Your vibrational frequency needs to go high and low to be effective. Your hormonal state, your neurochemical state, it all needs to fluctuate. It's just a big pattern of flowing ups and downs. Nikola Tesla was correct when he said that all of the cosmos is just vibration. And we're part of that cosmos. We're just one of the millions and billions and trillions of vibrational systems that looks like humans. <laughs> so the, the first one I wanted to touch on here is really that awareness. Utilize both focus and unfocus, but do it deliberately. Be conscious with it. Are you being unfocused when you should be focused? Are you being focused when you should probably be unfocused? You can choose. You're the engineer of all that. 
I want to uh, next move on to another spectrum that not a lot of people think too much about. We're all quite familiar with it, and that is our brain utilization. You know, we touched on that open the aperture of the mind and close and become laser focused. That That is it. But uh, really, when you open the aperture of your mind versus keeping it closed and focused or brain, when you are actually in a, a brain scan and you watch neural network activities, uh, the left hemisphere for most people versus the right hemisphere. You know, in I think it was like seventh grade science class or biology where they said your left brain is for math and your right brain is for creativity and art. <laughs> that's that's actually not a horrible heuristic to go with, at least for children, um, but it is a little bit more detailed than that, actually quite a bit more detailed than that. Uh, and they're finding new studies are showing that that actually depends on your dominant hand. So if you're right-handed or left-handed, apparently that can switch up. But it's not just math or art. Um, and, and then those activities get assigned to that side of the brain. Actually, all of the brain gets a go, so to speak, at all things that you encounter with your five senses. Uh, now, there is a, a distinct um, division between the two, the left hemisphere versus the right hemisphere, and you should be using all of it, just like with the focus and the unfocus. The left hemisphere is kind of like, a little bit like the know-it-all, the know-it-all within you. I call my left hemisphere dozer because he's just a bully. He thinks he knows everything right away. He's really fast. And everyone who thinks different from Dozer is an idiot. <laughs> I think we all can identify that that little roommate that lives in our head. Well, that is literally our left hemisphere. Uh, if you're like, uh, you know, most people as far as hand dominance, just reverse everything I'm saying if, if you're opposite handed. But the right hemisphere is the one that takes a little more time. That's the one that has the bigger cosmic knowings. And you could almost look at an example like this. I, I like to give the tree falling example. So if a tree falls, the left hemisphere, you know, if you were to say, does that tree fall? The left hemisphere would say, of course it does. That's Dozer. You'd say, of course it does, you moron. <laughs> um, but the tree doesn't actually fall. The tree gets pulled by gravity or potentially pushed by wind. So the, the actual verb here, the falling or the pushing or the pulling, it's being done by either wind or some outside force. It's not the tree doing the doing. And the right hemisphere would know that. Sailboats don't sail. They just sit there. But they do get pushed around by wind and waves and all that. Uh, which way is up? You know, if I were to ask you right now to point to up, you would all probably point upwards and you'd be correct according to the left hemisphere. The dozer of you would say, yeah, that way's up. Why would you ask such a dumb question? But then if you let the right hemisphere kind of check in cosmically and say, what's the big picture here? It needs a little more time than the left hemisphere does but it comes up with the larger picture answer that we all could use a little bit more of in this world right now. We're all pretty edgy and pretty quick to judge and pretty quick to jump to conclusions. I'm not pointing any fingers here, although I am pointing at myself because I'm human and we all do it. But that right hemisphere would say, hold on a minute, up seems like that, but the earth is actually, you know, it's rotating. So if you're pointing to up, like which way is up? Is that thing spinning as this earth we're standing on is spinning? And then the earth, it goes around the sun. 
right? So now it's not only is it spinning, but it's actually going around the sun. Then the sun itself that we're going around is even going around the galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. And the Milky Way galaxy is going around the universe. And the universe, I'm sure, is going around something. <laughs> so as you can tell, there's no such thing as up. That is a human perception based on this teeny, teeny little slither of a plane that we live in, and never minding dimensions. So the right hemisphere can say that. The left hemisphere will hold its own and cross its arms and be upset. But the point here is you want to allow both left hemisphere and right hemisphere activity in your daily work, especially the solution problems, especially the relationship problems and building of the relationships and creating new solutions and new art and whatever your content is, whoever you are serving, you want your whole brain, the full spectrum at work rather than just the quick left hemisphere dozer or the bully, which most people are uh, working in because this world's just fast paced. It doesn't really give us or allow us much time for that slower right hemisphere to jump in and say, hold on a minute, there's a bigger picture to consider. And so that's what the invitation on me bringing this into awareness is, is use that full spectrum brain, take a little bit extra time so that right hemisphere can get its vote into all of that's going on in your work and in your life. So let's talk a little bit also about energetics. And I'm going to uh, say something that'll probably be kind of triggering for some people here, but that's okay. I'm willing to go there. Energetics, I like to use the words masculine and feminine for energetics or the full spectrum of energetics with a human. So when I say masculine and feminine, I am not talking about penises and vaginas. I'm talking about each one of us humans can express energetics of masculine characteristic or feminine characteristic, all right? And so basically you think of masculine in terms of we build, we all do, men, women, every, everybody. Uh, we build, we uh, fight, we protect. You know, these are, these are all masculine expressions and it's just a label, never mind guys, girls, never mind all that. Uh, but then the, the feminine side is we recover, we heal, we take time to understand. That's one way of looking at energetic expression is the masculine is the, the typical fight and flight that you hear about when you are confronted with something. The feminine expression or utilization of yourself would be collaborate and understand. Yeah, there are times to fight and flight, 100%. And there are a lot of times when it probably would have been better to uh, collaborate and understand. And so as you can see, as we go through these spectrums, the right-hand column, if you've kind of been taking a column between the two spectrums, the right-hand column is the one that in this day and age, in this world, in this very unhealthy, high-octane, always-on, stressed-out, burnt-out culture, uh, we need to utilize a little bit more the right side. <laughs> so in this case, with the, the feminine expression, again, not talking about sexuality or gender here, just talking about within each being on this earth, we need to better balance the utilization of masculine expression, feminine expression of energetics, how we do things in this world. All right, so that one, hopefully you kind of got my gist there. It's a matter of really just slowing down calming down and uh, saying, okay, 
which parts of me, which energetics can I use for this issue or for this exciting new opportunity? We'll be right back after this brief message. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Welcome back to the Focus to Evolve podcast. It really does just take time. I'm always encouraging everyone to, to get into meditation or breath work or stillness or mindfulness or prayer. Pick your label. That's what brings these full spectrum options forth to you in the world, whether it be work or home. I'd be remiss if we don't go into altered state full spectrum utilization as well. So if you think about you know, coffee in the morning. That is a very common, very masculine, forward-driving, energetic, uh, fight-and-flight kind of a compound on our body. The adenosine receptors get blocked by the caffeine molecule and therefore your body's signal to say, hey, I'm tired. It can't even tell itself it's tired. That's, that's not good to have all the time. It's great to have some of the time. So this is all about balance and mature utilization of these whole spectrums. So my suggestion is instead of coffee every single day, which is what I, I did for years and years, and actually just recently, finally, I think, got my head around and got control of myself regarding this caffeine molecule. I now, a couple times a, a week, do cacao, which is a very rich, fulfilling, amazing thing. It's a, it's a mild stimulant. It's a heart medicine. It's a plant medicine, but it is just awesome. And you mix it with the right stuff. You know, I, I do put a little honey in there. I throw a little vanilla. Yeah, I get a little ceremonial with it. It's nice. It's a wonderful thing to sip on in the morning. I also put a little cayenne in there sometimes just to spice the date up. Um, another great alternative for coffee, if you wanted to slightly minimize or completely eliminate coffee, actually my favorite replacement is is dandelion. Uh, you just get dandelion powder and you put some honey in there and it, it's surprisingly fulfilling. It's very rich. It's nice. It's got some oomph to it. It doesn't have any uh, accelerant properties to it, but it is very healthy for you, but it's just fantastic in flavor. Green tea would be another option. I do do um, a few mornings each week, a, uh, a little green tea matcha ceremony. I've got my chawan and my whisker and I, I put a little Japanese flute music on. So, you know, it's nice. It's fulfilling to do that. And uh, green tea, especially the matcha, does have some caffeine in it. But these are all just kind of alternatives. And uh, the, it's the spectrum that you want to you, you want to uh, tinker with. So, you know, when, when we talk about fast or slow or focused or unfocused or left hemisphere, or right hemisphere, masculine, feminine, we're not talking about one or the other. That's the old way of thinking. It's everything. You want to utilize it somewhere in the middle sometimes, somewhere towards the one side or towards the other. But the point here is you're the architect of it. You are the selector of it. 
And when you really dig into that, it's, uh, it's quite an empowering thing if you haven't really thought at that meta level in terms of how things interface you and how you can respond to things or proactively activate things. That's a good one, that coffee. It's just such a hot topic. So many people love coffee. They love the ceremony of it. They love the smell of it. They love the energy it brings. But if, you, if you're if you one who's like, yeah, I got to tone down my coffee a little bit here. <laughs> and you know, if you don't have that feeling, then don't mess with it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But for those where you do want to shift it up a little bit, try that. Try cacao. Buy some ceremonial grade cacao and really watch some YouTube videos and say, what you know, how would I do this each morning to really be a cool little way to kick off the day? And that dandelion powder, uh, if you want to just cut your caffeine in half, get a, a small cup of coffee or a half a cup of coffee, put a spoon of that dandelion in there and put a little more water in it, and you don't miss anything. But all of a sudden, you're getting half the caffeine. So that's a fantastic way to do it. Amazon and all kinds of you know, online retailers or health food stores have dandelion powder, and I would definitely encourage you to give that a, a look. Regarding altered state uh, spectrum, so never minding compounds, uh, let's look at some of the activities. Now, we, we just did a podcast on altered states. I think it was the one prior to this one, so you can go check that out if you want to go deeper in how to alter your state or your mood or your attitude. Non-chemical compound things like breath work. Now, that's one where it has a gamut, too. Everything in the universe does, actually. <laughs> but with, with breath work, if you want to alter your state with breath work, you could go to the far end of the spectrum of complete physiological hijack, and that's things like holotropic breathing or transformative breathing or any number of those, tomo breathing. Those will definitely alter your state. <laughs> I mean, it is just fantastic. But if you don't want that, total hijack, that aggressive masculine-like hijacking with breath work. Well, there are other ways to do it too, like box breathing, four in, hold for four seconds, four out, hold for four seconds, four in, hold for four seconds. So you see you're shaping like a box, four seconds on each side of the box. That's a very soft way of doing it. You could do ohm breathing where you inhale, and then on the exhale, you you actually hum ohm on the way out, and that vibration in your head does a lot over a little bit of time. All you need is about five minutes of that, and you'll see how calm you become. So that's a more feminine expression or a feminine way of doing breath work for that healing, for that recovery, for that deep insight back to source kind of thing. All right, so that's altered states, just like all these things we're talking about. They have a full gamut, a full spectrum. The idea being just become highly aware of this and begin using it in your life. This gamut of movement, you know, some people are so used to just exercising. I love that Paul Check has a concept of inner sizing. So You'll feel that. Everyone, a lot of people are doing this heart rate variability measuring, and you know when your system's ready for a good workout. Not a lot more awareness is coming around that. Um, but look into that. Exercise, fantastic. But inner size. Some days, your body and your system would much rather just have a calm, uh, far more gentle exercise, but Paul Check calls it inner size. And there are really good reasons for doing both and, and sometimes it's in the middle, right? I also want to say regarding movement and the spectrum of movement that you can choose for the maximum effectiveness of your life would be how you actually move, the speed at which you move. So you can think of fast or slow. There's the spectrum. 
How do you do your work? How do you get through emails? How do you walk the dog? All these things. Uh, and you want to use them all, but be deliberate about it. Don't just knee-jerk respond or just kind of jump in the flow of those around you or culture or society. That's really not a good idea. You want to choose. So you could call fast, swift, and slow, calm. And so there's the gamut you want, swift or calm. Because when I say the word fast, I don't mean frantic. I don't mean non-deliberate. I mean swift, but high present-mindedness. And then slow, representing calm. And calm is where no mistakes happen or very few mistakes and compared to those moving quickly and kind of out of balance. But yeah, that slow, calm is a nice place to be. You definitely want to be exercising that in large parts of your day. But there are parts of the day and part of life that definitely call for swiftness. So again, just really meditate on the difference between the two sides of the gamut, everything in between, and how you will choose to use them. So as you can see where we're kind of going towards here, we're coming up on the end of time, but I wanted to kind of point out that it is the whole gamut that is intelligent. The full spectrum is your maturest, highest self and pulling all of the levers, but doing it deliberately instead of just going with the momentum or the culture that is in your company or that is in your team or that is in your, your country, your neighborhood, whatever, your family, you can choose yours. Choose it. Not many people actually do. We're just kind of like, here we are and we're swimming in this river that's going real fast, but there is a way to do it different. And it starts with just having awareness of the full spectrum and knowing and remembering the fact that you are the selector of it. You can choose it. It's black and white. It's binary. Sometimes it takes courage. Sometimes you're going to go against the grain. Sometimes people are going to look at you oddly. Oh, well, as long as you're doing you, <laughs> the true you. Quantum mechanics is coming online fast. We're getting all kinds of new data of the quantum field. And the reason this is interesting as it relates to full spectrum effectiveness is because we're, we're starting to really delve into this world where it's truly even math and science is now proving that as far as gamuts go, like which is good, which is bad, which end of the spectrum should you do? It's truly both and we need to use it all. Last year, actually, the Nobel Prize for Physics was given to three physicists, and it was it was around quantum entanglement, um, where you split two you split a, a you know subatomic particles, you throw the two chunks. How's that for scientific? You throw the two chunks out, two separate sides going almost light speed, the separate uh, sides of the universe. And when you affect one or you change one, the other one changes simultaneously, even though they're nowhere near each other. They're going fast in opposite directions. And so this quantum entanglement thing kind of broke all the rules. And they even proved non-local reality, where until an object is observed, it actually is only potential. It's not actually particle. The quantum collapse from wave to particle doesn't happen until it's, it's witnessed by some awareness. Isn't that just bizarre? So when we say all things, we actually mean all things. Utilize the full spectrum and try to do your best to put down any certainties that you have. 
the certainties are what keep us from utilizing the full spectrum. And that's why I love quantum mechanics so much. I mean, I truly don't understand. I don't have the tools for it. I don't have the brain for it, but I'm able to follow some pretty cool stuff. And it's becoming very, very obvious that this cosmos is built on yes and and full spectrum utilization. The idea of good, bad, better, worse, it's actually just perception and humans don't have the hardware to actually know all ends. And so we wanna just be open. We wanna take things a little slower. Let's tap into that masculine and the feminine, but doing it maturely, full spectrum. Let's focus, absolutely, but let's also unfocus. Let's kind of cut down on the chemical compounds that are keeping us at high acceleration, like caffeine. Hey, let's keep it. It's a friend of ours. Great plant medicine. But let's let's ease up on it and use it in a non-abusive, non-dependent way. So that's the invitation. Let's all just kind of come together and help each other to, to, to blow a whistle when it's time to slow things down a little bit with the team. Be the leader on the team, whether you are in the leadership role or not, and say, wait a minute, let's get our right hemispheres, brain sides involved in this. And you'd be surprised how open people are to it and how impactful the results are. All right, very good. So um, with that, I want to leave you with one quote. I recently heard that the ego's job is to have us believe our own thoughts. That's like its number one survival position. And so it does make it difficult for us to stop, pause, review ourselves, do some introspection and say, hey, should I choose a different way of utilizing my energies in this world? So it's just a fun thought. All right, I invite everybody to just go with that, have some conversations around this, and be bold in the expressions that you choose to do. All right, everyone. Thanks. Take care. And I wish you all an amazing, highly effective, and very balanced day ahead. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to our producing director, Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Jason Henkel, thanking you for tuning in today and inviting you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, if you think this may help others in your personal or professional network, please share today's episode. Until next time, I wish you a calm, deliberate, and authentic week ahead. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.